Welcome to Photo Taco, the only show with photography tips you can learn in the time it takes to eat a taco, or perhaps a burrito. Photo Taco! Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Photo Taco. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. Do me a favor, head over to iTunes and give the show a review. That's the way that we get the show to be more recognized in iTunes and expand the listenership so we can keep the ship sailing. Head over there, it would really help me out. Before I get started, I also wanted to tell people how they can find our Facebook group. I've had some feedback that it's not the easiest thing to find. I've said go just search for Photo Taco Podcast Listeners, which will work. But you can also just type in the URL, facebook.com slash groups, plural groups, slash Photo Taco. One word, Photo Taco. All right. Hopefully you can find it and go ask to join. We'd love to have you out there. It's a great forum. Lots of discussion happening there. It's very cool. My name is Jeff Harmon. I'm the hobbyist editor at improvephotography.com. And in this episode, I want to talk about Microsoft's Surface line of products. In early October 2015, Microsoft held an event called Windows 10 Devices. It was a press event similar to how Apple holds press events regularly through the year for their various products, software and hardware. And among other things, they announced updates to their Surface line of products, and they are impressive. Impressive enough from just the specs. I haven't had hands-on experience with any of the products, but they're impressive enough from the specs and they're getting enough attention, I thought it would be worth having a Photo Taco episode just to make people kind of aware of what's going on there. Now, I know lots of you are Mac users, and that's great. Love the Mac users. I'm using a MacBook Pro as well, and I'm really enjoying the battery life and the performance out of it. It's great. This is an alternative, and there's some people who prefer Windows. So here's an episode talking about some Windows hardware. Very strange to have that happen in a photography episode, but or a photography podcast, but here it is. All right, let's talk very briefly about the history of this thing. Some of you may not be very aware that Microsoft even makes some kind of a tablet, laptop kind of device. In 2012, they introduced the first model in the Surface, and then a little bit later, the Surface Pro. The whole idea of the product line was a hybrid product. Now, this isn't the first time Microsoft tried a hybrid product. They've done some others in the past that just didn't ever go well. And the initial introduction of the Surface and the Surface Pro, it wasn't very well received yet either. But it, the idea the company had was it was kind of half tablet, half PC, something that was touch sensitive, touch first, and really, it was kind of what Windows 8 was designed for. That's the sweet spot Microsoft had intended for Windows 8. And they kind of left people on the desktop out in the cold a little bit. It was not well received, Windows 8, as an operating system, because it was really super focused and designed for this product line that Microsoft created in 2012. Well, there were some iterations and... They really still didn't get a lot of adoption or attention until the Surface Pro 3 was released. So the third iteration made huge progress. And in 2014, they released a device, that Surface Pro 3, that was pretty impressive. So let me run through some specs real quick on that to make you kind of aware of what's in there. Made of a magnesium alloy body. Does that sound familiar to any of you Mac users? <laughs> Choice of fourth generation Intel processors, Core i3, i5, and i7. So lots of room there for different performance needs. The graphics were built into the CPU, like a lot of uh, products are. Even the MacBooks are using the Intel graphics now that are built into the CPU. So 
so it was a choice of uh, Intel HD 4200, 4400, or 5000, respectively, which the Mac also uses some of those. Four gigabytes of RAM in the lower CPU models, eight gigabytes in the higher CPU models, anywhere from 64 gig to 512 gig of internal storage. It could be connected to three external displays through a mini display port. Three! Ah, I hate it how the Thunderbolt ports on the Mac can only connect to one non-Apple display where they can't daisy chain the Thunderbolt ports through. You can only connect it to one display even though there may be two Thunderbolt ports. That drives me crazy. The Surface Pro 3 could do three displays. It could have one of those displays be an Intel wide-eye display, although I've never seen that work well. And if you had it connected to just one display, it supported a max resolution of 3840 by 2160 which if you're counting at home, that's 4K Ultra HD. It could support 4K video, or sorry, 4K display, not 4K video, although I'm sure that would work fine too. One USB 3.0 port was on the device, had a micro SD card that could take up to 200 gigabytes of extra storage, and it offered nine hours of web browsing. So if you used it as a tablet and were just using the browser on the tablet, you could get nine hours of battery life. Okay, that's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool device. What about the cost? Well, 800 bucks for the lower end, up to 1,949 for the upper end. So almost two grand for the upper model. That's a little pricey. That's a little expensive, although not too far off from a lot of the Apple offerings for the Mac. Okay, another interesting thing about the Surface Pro 3, the FAA and TSA consider it a tablet. Okay, what does that mean? Why does that matter? Well, what it means is you can use the Surface Pro 3 as a tablet, which there's not a different mode. It's just whether or not you're having a sit up on your desktop or it's in your lap. It could be used during takeoff and landing. It can also be left inside of a bag when going through the scanner at the airport. It doesn't have to be taken out and put into a separate bin like a laptop would have to or at least it's not supposed to. I think the TSA guys sometimes will still pull it out because it looks like a lot of electronics, but they're not supposed to. So they're supposed to allow that device through, but how can they tell when they're looking at it? Okay, great, but is it a photo editing computer? This thing sounds like it might be kind of cool, but is it really good for photo editing? I don't have personal experience with it. I haven't run Lightroom or Photoshop on the device to know, but I have used it in my day job as an IT professional, and I can tell you that I've seen a lot of other people at my day job replace their desktops or laptops with this device. They have loved the portability of it while still having a lot or plenty of power to do their day job running Excel and Word and Outlook and, and the office kinds of apps. They've loved them. I think there's enough power in there that they do well. And I've, in fact, I have read that a number of photographers love the form factor and the power of the computer and have used them to do their photo editing. So I think it's been pretty, pretty competitive. It's been a pretty good device. So why hasn't it been adopted? Why hasn't it really made waves? Well, it seems like they're just on the verge. The Surface Pro 3 got right up to the edge of it being such a cool and such an accepted device, but it didn't quite get accepted. The Macs were still considered better for the photographers and the businesses still liked the preferred the laptops. Well, I think Microsoft may have the moons aligning here. And I think the Surface Pro 4 and the new Surface Book are gonna make waves. I think the combination of Windows 10 and these two new devices that Microsoft just announced in early October 2015 are gonna be huge. 
I think that these are going to make a very compelling replacement for both your laptop and your desktop if you're a Windows user. And even if you're not, boy, it's something that you might want to check out because it seems like it's very, very good. So what's in the new devices? What's the specs for the Surface Pro 4 and the Surface Book? They're upgraded all, all across the board. They are better. Sixth generation Intel Core M3, Core i5, or Core i7 CPU. Intel HD graphics 515, 520, or Iris 540, which are the latest Intel graphics chipsets that are available. Four gigabytes, eight gigabytes, or now even 16 gigabytes of RAM. SSD PCI 3 in sizes of 128, 256, 512, or a whopping one terabyte of internal storage. You can get a Surface Pen with it, very similar to what the iPad Pro offers there. There is a single USB 3.0 port, a mini display port, a micro SD card reader, UHS-1, which is a little disappointing in that they didn't do UHS-2 on that micro SD card reader. Up to nine hours of browsing again, and the price, $899 to $2199. So it's about $200 more than the top of the line Surface Pro 3 was. And it seems a little pricey to me. That might be the biggest drawback. But that's the Surface Pro 4. What about the new product that's in the Surface line now called the Surface Book? Well, as the tablet, it's got roughly the same specs as what the Surface Pro 4 has. The difference is the Surface Book, it can click into a full-sized keyboard not just the type kit cover that the Surface Pro has, that's kind of a, a iPad-like cover and keyboard combination. No, this is a full-sized keyboard. It looks a lot more like a regular laptop when the tablet is clicked into or kind of docked into this keyboard. And what's so cool about this keyboard is it's not just a keyboard. Inside it is a one gigabyte NVIDIA GeForce card, which means you get to use a dedicated, not integrated video card when it's clicked into the keyboard. That's a much more powerful thing. It also adds another USB 3.0 port, so now you'd have two of them, and a full-sized SD card reader, UHS-2 speed. So you're going to be able to get the very maximum SD card reading speed out of this that you can get today. Bottom line is, these devices are powerful computers. They should very much be up to the task of doing both digital photo and digital video editing, yet they can be effectively used as touch-based or pen-based tablets. How cool is that? It's like a three-in-one device, not just a two-in-one device. It can be a tablet, it can be a laptop, and you can come home and connect it to your monitor and make it a 4K display desktop machine. That sounds really cool. Biggest downside again is the price. The mid-level configured Surface Book that roughly matches the same class of computer as a 13-inch Retina MacBook Pro is about $300 more expensive than Apple's product. Is the Surface Book gonna be worth it? I don't know yet. But boy, does it look interesting. And I thought I would just share with you what that means. My biggest hope, though, out of this whole thing, whether you like the Mac better or whether you like the PC better, Windows better, doesn't really matter. What we need is competition. We need Microsoft and Apple to be driving against one another. We need them to innovate and try to beat each other 
that means we all will win. That means the Mac will get better because they have to. And that means Microsoft won't rest because they've got to keep moving against Apple. That's only a good thing for all of us. All right, I could talk geeky computer specs forever, but I think I'll end this episode here. I would love to hear what you all think about this over at the Photo Taco Podcast Listeners Facebook group. That's facebook.com slash groups slash photo taco, all one word, photo taco. Or follow the podcast on Twitter. Lots of stuff I put out there throughout the week. Lots of interesting things uh, from the website too. So make sure you check out improvephotography.com for news, gear, and other photo tip articles. It is the best way to improve your photography. Views expressed on this program by independent host guests and callers do not necessarily reflect their views of improved photography LLC or its advertisers. Some links mentioned on this program are affiliate links where a commission is earned. Olay!